Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Aaron Nagler here. Nagler's Never Right rolls on throughout the offseason. Sans guest this week. That's right. Had someone lined up. Couldn't make it work. Last minute had to ditch it. So, here we are. It's just me talking Packers. But you guys are used to that. You can handle it. Um, I, I just wanted to go over a few things uh, that came out of the owners' meetings. Although, I've got to be honest, nothing too revelatory there between Mark Murphy, Ted Thompson, and Mike McCarthy. Which, of course, is no surprise. That's how this group operates. Um, I did note that Mark Murphy dropped that uh, it's looking like the matchup between the Packers and the Rams in 2018 is probably the earliest the Packers would have at a chance at playing in London. As Murphy has oft stated, uh, he would never give up a home game. This would have to be an away game. Uh, but most teams don't want to give their home games against the Packers away because... As you guys know, Packers fans travel so well, and, you know, they don't want to give up those gate receipts and that merchandising. Uh, but if there is a chance that uh, that could happen, you know, the Rams won't have a home stadium for a couple of years. Uh, you know, that looks like Packers-Rams could fit the bill, so to speak, getting the Packers across the pond. Uh, that would be a good time. I'd love to see the Packers in London. Uh, Ted Thompson speaking, not saying a whole lot, as usual. Although I will say... Um, it wasn't in his session with reporters, but if you go on Packers.com and listen to what he said to Larry McCarron, uh, there's a moment in that interview where it sure sounds like, and I checked with a couple people on this to see if I was hearing things, maybe I'm imagining it, but it sure sounds like you know, Thompson realizes that you know, he let a few more guys slip away than maybe he was expecting to. And obviously, he'll never come out and admit that outright. No one in the organization will. Uh, but it sure sounds like, uh, yeah, losing seven players in free agency was not uh, the design heading into the offseason. Um, now, I think they have the utmost confidence and capability of filling the holes that have been created. Uh, the, the one big one, and I talked a little bit about this on the radio this morning uh, in Milwaukee, yeah, the one big one, the one that kind of makes you kind of scratch your head and say, I don't know how they do this one, uh, is the right guard position. Now, we've talked about it a lot, both here and on my Facebook Lives. Uh, you know, that's the one spot where I would have ponied up for one of the best guards in the league to protect uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Because now you're left with a pretty sizable hole in, in, in a line where uh, you've got top-notch performers across the board. Um, Lane Taylor obviously stepped in last year, was more than serviceable. But as I've said several times, you knew you had tape on this guy from a couple starts the year before. Uh, you don't have much to go on with any of the guys currently on the roster who may potentially fill that void. Um, and I know there are there are many of you in the Twitter sphere who are calling for Brian Bulaga to be kicked inside. That is not going to happen. Um, I've said that many times, and Mike McCarthy reiterated it uh, down in Arizona yesterday. Um, Brian Bulaga is one of the best guards in the league. Brian Bulaga and David Bakhtiari combined form one of the premier uh, duos at the tackle position anywhere in the NFL. You don't then go and try and fix another problem by creating an issue there. Uh, that You're just kind of snowballing on yourself at that point. Um, I know people can't get their heads around the fact that you know the Packers traded up for Jason Spriggs and now he's not going to start heading into his second year. Uh, but that pick was always about insurance for if and when one of the tackles 
goes down. Now, it just so happened it didn't occur in 2016, but that was the first time in a long time that that's happened, and you can bet that it will happen going forward. And when it does, Jason Spriggs will be there to step in, uh, and the offense will not have to skip a beat the way it did many times. It skipped many beats when having to put Don Barclay at left tackle or uh, you know Josh Sitton at left tackle. Um, now they will have a bona fide guy who can actually play tackle, who is a tackle, coming off the bench, and uh, away they go. Um, so one other thing I wanted to do real quick, um, I did a Facebook Live yesterday, uh, as you know, I think most people here probably know. Uh, I do them every every Tuesday and Thursday during the off season, and then um, you know, and then when there's breaking news, I try and get some more. But I th- I had so many questions in that Facebook Live that I couldn't get to. I thought I'd just kind of, you know, peel through a couple here um, that I could answer on the podcast. Um, <laughs> my favorite one is, could they clone Aaron Rodgers? But that's not a serious question. Uh, somebody did ask, if Jabrell Peppers is on the board when the Packers pick, do they take him because of his versatility in the defensive backfield, linebacker, kick, and punt returns, etc.? That's from Robert Sharp on Facebook Live. Um, I think Jabril Peppers is in play if he makes it down that far. I've seen so much kind of noise slash um, talk about him over the course of the last couple weeks that I'm starting to think there's a good chance that he may not be there at 29. Um, Coming into the process, I thought for sure he would drop that far, but now it's looking like maybe there's a chance that he's gone by the time the Packers pick. Uh, Would the Packers take him? Because of all the reasons you list there, Robert, yeah, I think there's a there's a pretty good chance, chance just because he is so versatile and he can do so much, and he's such an explosive athlete, something they're sorely lacking on the defensive side of the ball. Um, real explosive, athletic guys that can, you know, just basically mess things up for the offense. Uh, right now, they don't have too much of that. You know, that's what Clay Matthews was in his prime, but those days have uh, have come and gone, and Clay still can still be an effective player when he's healthy, but... Um, he's not the explosive guy he once was. Um, let's see what else we got. What are we going to do at running back? Are we still in the free agent market, asks Joseph. Um, maybe a cheap Ray Rice. AP if he takes less money. Jamal Charles or draft. Well, Joseph, you know the answer to that is the last uh, thing you posited there. The Packers will definitely look to the draft. Uh, maybe they may still kind of pick over in free agency, but I will be absolutely shocked if it's a Jamal Charles. It most certainly will not be a Ray Rice. And I keep saying it, people don't want to hear me, and that's fine. This team is not signing Adrian Peterson. It's not going to happen. Uh, and there's, you know, there's a whole slew of stuff that comes with Peterson that, fine, if you just want to you know, take away all the off-field stuff, because there is off-field stuff, whether you want to talk about it or not, um, let's just put that aside for a second and just talk about on the field as a football player he's most effective out of power sets and formations with a fullback in front of him, out of a deep eye, uh, or as a single back behind the quarterback. Um, he does not, he's not effective out of the shotgun. He's not a guy who catches a lot of passes. He's not great in pass protection, which are all the things you need to do as a running back in Mike McCarthy's offense. So now if you sign this guy, presumably he's not going to take, you know, the veteran's minimum. So you're going to pay this guy. You're going to bring him in. And you're going to ask him to do either, you're going to ask him to do all this stuff that he's not good at, or you're going to completely retool your offense to fit around him. It just doesn't make, make no sense, especially when you have Aaron freaking Rodgers as your quarterback. 
I and I understand the whole idea of well, yeah, give Aaron a running game, etc. But you know, Adrian Peterson now is not Adrian Peterson three years ago, even. Um, you know, prior to his injury last year, he looked far from the uh, the explosive, game changing player that we had all come got got come to know and gotten used to. Now, obviously, he was running behind a pretty atrocious offensive line. There's no doubt about that. That cannot be taken away from the equation. However, um, you don't have to look at much of the tape to realize that he certainly didn't look like the same explosive player uh, he has been in the past. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm here to tell you, Adrian Peterson, not coming to Green Bay. See what else we got here in the old Facebook Live comment section. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, sorry about that, guys. Uh, I just realized that that my door was open and it was creaking and it was driving me insane. I was like, what is that noise driving me insane? And then I realized what it was, so I'm hoping it wasn't driving you guys insane. Um, But it's a beautiful spring day here in New York City. Finally, after weeks of cold and snow and rain, it was raining for like the last 24 hours, feels like, and now it's sunny and gorgeous. So I have my door open. Forgive me. Uh, anyway, where was I? Oh, yes. Facebook Live comments. Um, chances Aaron Rodgers gets his old college Cal teammate, uh, Marshawn Lynch, to join the Packers. I think I actually answered this on Facebook Live, but uh, less than zero, James. Over under on how many Packers get arrested this offseason? I'm at three, DeMario asks. Um, well, we've got, what, we've got one so far? Unless we're counting, well, no, Geronimo Allison's was last summer. So uh, Dorleon uh, puts us at one. So I think your three is a, is a good one. Yeah, three is three is a good good guess. Uh, who wouldn't want to come to Green Bay and win Super Bowls with Rodgers? Asks Mark. I think that's in response to somebody asking about free agents wanting to come to Green Bay. And while I don't think it's quite to the level of um, you know players avoiding Green Bay for social reasons, um, there is a little to that. Uh, you know, the Packers do have to pay to get to get guys uh, in free agency. However. You know that's that's the league man if you offer more money than the other guy that's where more often than not that's where the player is going to go now there are always going to be exceptions uh they're going to be guys who take a little bit less to go another place um you know the, the patriots have have kind of made a cottage industry out of that but for the most part if you offer the most money uh, you're going to get the player and the packers have been able to uh, attract the guys they want to attract and i don't ever recall hearing that um, oh, the Packers had the best offer, but so-and-so didn't want to go to Green Bay because of the fact that it was Green Bay. I don't ever remember that happening. Uh, I predict the Packers' offense will be either one or two in points this year. That's a good uh, prediction, Ryan. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Mike McCarthy was talking to reporters this morning down in Arizona, and he had mentioned watching the Patriots' offense and watching their cut-ups and seeing Martellus Bennett and all the things he expects to do with Bennett uh, at the tight end position. I really think the addition of Bennett and Kendricks there at the tight end positions, um, coupled with the things they found that work in their offense down the stretch uh, last year, as far as the rhythm passing game, Montgomery working out of the backfield um, to really kind of give defensive coordinators problems in regards to how they defend this offense. I tell you what, yeah, I tend to think Mike McCarthy is going to be in the lab this summer, and they're going to come up with some really nice – uh, really nice stuff that, you know, I think, well, maybe not a huge surprise to the rest of the league because there's not a whole lot more that you can do that they haven't done. 
um, you know, I think it's the multiple kind of looks they're going to be able to get into the, the different kind of challenges they're going to give to defensive coordinators with their personnel. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to make them, as Aaron Rodgers said, uh, it's going to make them very, very tough to stop. Now, obviously, this doesn't say anything about the defense, and they still got a lot of work to do over there. Um, but as I said on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, somebody asked uh, or somebody noted that, you know, the Packers still had to to account for or deal with, or I don't remember how it was phrased, but uh, they still have to worry about replacing Sam Shields. And as I, as I responded there, and I will say here, you know, there's a very good chance that the Packers will look at the signing of Devon House and the expected development slash bounce backs from Quentin Rollins and Demarius Randall, and they could look at those things and say, you know what, we don't need to replace Sam Shields, you know, i.e. one-on-one, go get another covered corner. Um, the worry there, and, you know, it's significant, is... You know, they went without Sam Shields for a stretch in 2015. And you saw how the defense kind of fell apart. I mean, it really changed how um, Dom Capers called games and offenses really found it easy to move the ball against them. But then the moment he was back, if you recall back in uh, the end of the 2015 season when they were in Arizona, um, the defense completely changed. Everything they wanted to do, every the way Dom called the game was much more aggressive. There was a ton more of uh, you know single high safety stuff, and that was all possible because of Sam Shields. Now, if they don't have that caliber player, they're going to have to adjust some things uh, because we saw time and again uh, teams you know really knew what the score was, especially there at the end of the season against Atlanta, where. You know, they were rolling coverage to Julio Jones early on in that game. And, you know, the uh, the Falcons figured, okay, well, fine. We'll just go pick on Demarius Randall and stay away from Gunter and help. Well, we saw, we all know how that turned out. You know, eventually the Packers had to recorrect, go give Randall help, and that's when Julio Jones ate Gunter alive. They have got to find two capable starters, and they don't have to be shutdown guys, but they've got to be, you know, interchangeable like back in the day when they had you know Tremont Williams and um, a capable starter alongside of him rather than a premier your premier shutdown guy who then allows you to do all this other stuff but then if and when that guy goes down or is unavailable well then you're kind of lost and your whole kind of playbook is upended they've got to ensure that that doesn't happen again and now maybe it's as simple as drafting some speed uh, getting some development from the the young developmental guys on their roster, and maybe you know and that's the solution, and that could be, but they simply can't allow themselves to get into the spot they found themselves in last year, where they're continually rotating younger guys in hopes of finding a solution because there certainly wasn't one on the roster last year. Um, yeah, and okay, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty much what I've got here this week. Uh, again, I'm sorry. I, I Like I said, I had a guest, but it all kind of cracked up there at the last second. So you just get me this week. Promise there'll be, uh, be a little bit more next week. Uh, make sure you're checking in at PackersNews.com for all the latest from the league meetings. Those are wrapping up today, Wednesday. Uh, we've got a bunch of stuff from McCarthy coming up. And uh, we'll have all the stuff leading up to the draft, obviously, at the end of the month. 
I just booked my flight to Green Bay for that week, so I will be in Green Bay with the rest of the guys from PackersNews.com. We'll be doing a lot of fun stuff that week and during the draft, uh, including Tuesday night, that draft week. Uh, we'll be The Green Bay Press-Gazette is having a uh, draft event with myself, Stu Courtney, Pete Doherty, and Ryan Wood at uh, Hinterland Brewery. We're going to take your questions, etc. you got to buy tickets, but uh, all that information will be up at uh, PackersNews.com and at Green Bay Press-Gazette's website. So if you're in the Green Bay area, I hope to see you there. Um, and, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, everyone.